Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 506 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts and as ever I am joined by... What's your name? Did I not say my name? Nope. I just said I'm one of your co-hosts and that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's and I'm, as always that, I'm joined by... That, that's some fucking hubris, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that is maybe borderline worrying, mate. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I'm not even going to say my name now. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. And I'm Ian Loring. Hi. Uh, Becky's not with us. Uh, she might not get to being with us on her way home from work, but she's also got to run a quick errand before she, she gets home. So, yeah, you might just be stuck with, with us two. Uh, but she hasn't seen the main review anyway, which is Strays. Uh, but we're also going to chat other bits and bats. Uh, I've actually watched quite a lot this week. So. Same. Yeah, so I, after a few more barren weeks of, of, of films, I've, I've got some good watching in and some other watching in as well. Um, we're a pod syndicate um, podcast, so we have other shows that you should go listen to, Chinsworth Fun to Punter, Rewatch Project, um, Gaming, Landfill, and there's other ones out there. Just go and listen to them, but first finish listening to us. Um, so there's all of that out of the way. Yeah, um, right, fucking hell. Uh, Ian. It feels like a, a quick intro of that. Uh, what's been happening uh, in the, the old news this week? Did you say what we're reviewing this week, bud? Yeah, I said strays. You did. All right, there you go. I forgot that. Wow, we're doing real well. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so we're not we're not talking Blue Be- uh, Beetle, and it's the film that no one's talking about. Um, oh. did, week five of Barbenheimer easily handily beat blue beetle at the uk box office blue beetle debuted to 1.2 million barbie did 2.7 million and oppenheimer did 2 million the fifth week of a three hour long biopic about robert oppenheimer made nearly double what in it what a dc movie did in its first and okay blue beetle is blue beetle but still wow we yep Yep. Just, I mean, Meg Two only did about two hundred and fifty grand less in its yeah. third weekend. And that, that's another one that no one's talking about, apart from Asian film lovers. It, it's done nearly ten million pound. Yeah, Meg Two, How? right? Bona fide hit. Yeah, <laughs> it's bonkers. Yet, yet nobody seems to have seen it. No, I mean we haven't seen it. We'll we'll get it's one of those catch up ones that we will do at some point. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Just uh, yeah. I Barbenheimer continues. It's wild. Uh, this weekend, like it will still be Barbenheimer. I'm trying to think of when it won't be. Well, Barbie comes out on um, VOD on the fifth of September, I believe. So that's when it might start to cool a little bit. Maybe, but I I, I still think it's going to make money because it's a it's the 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 Barbie one um, has become it's become a, a night out thing. It's become a social thing to go out and see Barbie, which is fantastic. Yeah, quite, and it's become the most successful film of all time in Ireland over this last weekend, which is wow. random, good for it. Fair play to it. It just, like, yeah, it's got people back into a cinema. And, but I mean, literally, I'm trying to think of when, like, Equaliser 3 will probably do, like, a good couple mil. Yep. 
You know, so maybe equaliser three. But then the week after, I wouldn't be surprised if Barbie's back on top. That's it. It's 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 just it's it's got legs that people didn't expect it to have. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, I mean, a haunting in Venice comes out September fifteenth, so I imagine that will definitely be number one. Yeah. Um, you you'd, you'd have to think. So yeah, I just it, I I think it's wild. It, it, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, Oppenheimer as well. Yeah, it's done like half of what Barbie's done, but it's still done fifty fucking million pound in the UK. Yeah, and what is it? Is it chasing eight hundred million worldwide? Uh, God, is it really? Uh, Let's have a look now. You think so? Seven hundred twenty-two million. Fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I just incredible numbers from both of them. I it, it it's and I it just like it is just yeah. Fair enough. Great, good shit. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's it. You just want that train to keep on going because it's just like, do you know what? That's people enjoying cinema, and I am fucking all for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's lovely. It's 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 brilliant. It's just like to. Very, very good films and two very, very different films. Like, what what a treat. What a treat. Yep. Um, okay, so, um, strike update. Um, they'd been talking, the, the w, WGA and the producers, but shit's gone sideways again. Yep. Um, so, apparently, the, like, represent, like, studio heads met with the WGA the other day, and, like, it was being primed as... You know, we want to talk. Let's 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 talk. And the WGA are essentially saying that the studio had said, "Come on now, right? You've had your fun. It's been long enough. Do a fucking deal." Um, and it it, it yeah, it can't. Yeah, and like the deadline are definitely saying, even though who knows? Because who like it feels like they they probably have some biases somewhere. Um, they're like. It feels really, really far away now. It feels further away than it has done for the last couple of weeks. And it, yeah, it, it's the, the thing with this. I know we talk about it, that we've been talking about the strike a lot, but the longer it goes on, the more face the WGA and SAG are going to want to save by going, we've held out so you can get this. Mm. So it, it's going to be what breaks first. Their the will their will to get a good deal or is it just gonna be we just have to get back to work we can't act, we literally can't afford this anymore we're gonna have to roll over um it's increasingly depressing but also I did I did hear someone make a good point the other day saying that like. People are saying, look at these residuals I'm getting from these streaming shows. Pathetic. And there is just a bit... But you knew you were going to get fuck all residuals when you signed that contract. Like, you you were aware of that. Yeah, they are fuck all. But you would have got a more of an upfront payment of that. It's just like every now and then. Not necessarily. So if you wrote a show, for instance, that wasn't directly for a streaming service and that show is now now being streamed on a streaming service, that's different. I'm 
I'm talking direct. I, I, I can't remember the specific example, but it was like someone who wrote a show for a streamer and then talking about like how shit their follow on income was. And it's like, yeah, but you wrote it for a streamer. You knew you wrote it for a streamer. But part of what the idea is that that now that, that it's yeah at the time they knew that but it, it's that's the thing that has to break they have to the, the streamers have to start paying a fair amount and at the moment they're just not netflix are bragging on one hand about how the fact that they've got uh, that their uh, users are going back up because of the the password sharing um, measures they've brought in yet on the other hand they're going oh no we haven't got the money for that though <laughs> Yeah, no. Look, I mean, believe me. Like, I'm I'm broadly on this on the on the side of the of the the creatives on this. Like, to be super super clear, um, it 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 just I don't know. Sometimes I I don't think that the, the performative aspects. It is just a bit. Look, just just fucking just like just do the negotiating, please. Like, there is going to be a deal at some point. There is going to be a deal because it's either that or what Hollywood just stops completely. That's it. Like, yeah. Some. There's got to be a deal something at some point. has it's to happen. Just, yeah. Just it's, stop it's... the, stop the fucking posturing, like on both sides, but you know mainly the producers, and just do do something, and it. it it just it's go it is going to start hurting fucking everybody maybe apart from netflix because they have a lot of international productions it's going to hurt everybody else and it if you know covid didn't kill cinemas we've had barbenheimer it this you know if there is no product people will like quickly just switch off again that's it, it's a thing cuz like i was thinking um Literally this morning, because um, I read a, a quick thing saying that like um, that Strays hadn't done um, fantastically, and Joyride hadn't done that well, and Nord Hard Feelings hadn't done as well as they'd hoped, um, and I, my brain automatically went, "Well, that's I, I've not heard any promotion for Strays whatsoever. Will Ferrell's not been doing anything and usually does things so of course and then it clicks like oh of course he's not he can't do any promotion yeah. for it that's yeah. why and it just it, it didn't click into place that that you know that that would have been it will ferrell usually does do bits and we, we've had nothing for like a good what five six weeks now mm-hmm. and it's you know th- these things do have do have an impact or in a a thing doing a report that one of them had done, one of the shoes had done, and said that they think that um, actors doing promotion adds anything from fifteen to twenty percent to the box office gross, and it's a bit like, and you still don't fucking get it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, um, and and the, the, yeah, this, this is it. I, it just. It's I don't know. It's it's gonna they're gonna start running out if they don't get a deal in like in the next month or two. Summer blockbusters next year are fucked. Yeah, you know, and and, and then it's like and then cinemas are gonna be, yeah they're gonna be in trouble if they don't have even one half of a Barbenheimer to get them through the summer. They're fucked. Yeah, they, it, like it, this time be, round. Yeah, there needs to be something. There needs to be something to view. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you know, like, 
to be fair though even the summer movie season next year doesn't sound all that engaging i mean deadpool 3 could be good but then we've got what like captain america 4 um which, you which know, nobody... mission impossible part 2 won't be happening spider-verse part 2 has already been pushed is, it, is mission impossible 2 has that been pushed now or... they haven't finished fucking filming it mate okay hell. Well, that's supposed to be like June as well. Yeah, the the only hope they've got is the fact that they don't do too much CG. It's yeah, this, like next summer is already already looking a little bit dicey. Like it, it, it it's a worry, you know. And also, I mean, I think it's in, interesting as well that like. Some of these productions have had these interim agreements where it's like, okay, you, this wasn't affiliated with um, the AMPTP because it was like produced in Canada or whatever. But then the, the talent are still saying, yeah, but we stand in solidarity. Mm. So we're, we're not going to promote these things. So it's like Priscilla, Sophia Coppola is going to Venice with Priscilla. But there's no idea as to whether any of the actors are, and you can. Kind of, I suppose Sophia Coppola is probably bigger than Jacob Elordi and um, Cali Spenny anyway, so that that's okay. But like Michael Mann's Ferrari, that's got an interim agreement. But apparently Adam Driver, like the scuttlebutt is Adam Driver doesn't want to be like seen as a scab, even though if he's not technically a scab. Yeah, and it. it but you, you mean, know, you can you can see that 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 point with that. Yeah, 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 and you can. It, but I, I don't know. It's the film festivals are going to have fuck all heat, mm-hmm. you know. Like the the marketing of these films is going to be is going to be very very damaged. And I, it, when I read stuff about how the WGA and and AMPTP are like are at loggerheads again, and like SAG, there's been nothing. It is just right. It, you you worry about the, the the state of the industry that's already been in a bit of a precarious state, and I'm I'm surprised that cooler heads aren't prevailing on both sides about the ex, the potential existential crisis. And it you know it's one of those too big to fail kind of things. But if the talent, if your established workers go, we're not going to work for you anymore. What the fuck do the studios do? I mean, there's a weirdness of the fact that Barbenheimer might have actually had, for the studios, might have made them go, well, do you know what? That's that's kind of happening. We can let, we can ride that out a little bit. Um, but yeah, once you get into sort of September, it's something is going to have to give. Well, hey, look, I mean... As long as Formula One drivers don't go on strike, I'll I'll still have my sanity. Ooh, if they go on strike for the Bahrain Grand Prix next year, I'll be fucking fuming. <laughs> Bet you will be, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Also, yep. Can I can I can I rant a little bit about what we were talking about in the WhatsApp? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right. So this is a tangent. It's nothing to do with movies. So. PlayStation. But we, we do talk about it. games now and again. Yeah, 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 absolutely. PlayStation have announced a couple new accessories. One of them is a screen with a cut in half controller, one on the left, one on the right. 
so it's basically like a Bluetooth phone controller thing with a screen mm-hmm. where you can stream your PlayStation 5 games what, what, from... What they call They call it a Switchblade or a something like that. There's, 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 a, there's a, a particular brand that do one, isn't there? Yeah, there's already there's already one where it's like you get your mobile and it's a controller that you put yeah. into it. Backbone, Backbone, that's the one. Um, so there's that, but this is like it's a screen, like an eight inch LCD screen. I think it's not even OLED. Um, supplied like by Sony with essentially a Dual Sense controller, um, like to the left and right of it. You can stream PlayStation games over Wi-Fi, I believe local Wi-Fi, um, from your own PlayStation Five. So no, no cloud streaming. Nope. You can't. You can't just do the cloud streaming like you can on your PlayStation Five, and it has to be games that are installed on your hard drive. Apparently, um, so it can't even be like a disc game that you have. I don't think so. No, good point. Actually, no, I don't think so. Uh, Two hundred pound, please. To basically have a PlayStation IBS yep. for when you just need to game while you're having a bad time. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. It just like I could understand it if it was something that you could remotely connect to, so you could you, you could you could use it essentially like like people do like a switch and things like that, and you could connect even if it was that you couldn't download games to it, you could only connect via you know cloud to your, your PS5. I could almost get my head around that, but just something that. What that you can play upstairs or yeah, why having a shit or in the garden and bits like the, that. The the literally the only use case is because your TV is being used. That is the only use case for this device. Mm. Do you know what you can get for two hundred pound? A four K TV. Another TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know you can get a. Perfectly decent second TV for that money. It's fucking bonkers. It is bonkers. Also, do you know what else you can get for two hundred pound that they're bringing out? Go on, some earbuds. Yep, some Sony some special PlayStation earbuds, which will oh, just but... be which will just be the Sony earbuds, but sixty quid more. <laughs> The fucking hubris. It is breathtaking. And it was funny because like we were in the chat talking about it and Noel was just like, you know, are they like worried about something? Where's this come from? I honestly I think it's it, it's the opposite. They are so far ahead that they're just like, let's see what else we can get these shit munchers to buy. It, it it very much is that. It very much is people will buy these. Because people will. We we, we have got people who will buy them just to say they have them. I just, it's like the... I'm almost more okay with the earbuds because, I don't know, if they're, like, really fucking good earbuds and they're, like, they're, they're saying they're, like, low latency and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, okay, if they're good earbuds, I can kind of understand. If they're, like, comparable... But the thing is, it's like, if they're comparable to, like, a headset, if they're like that kind of quality, because yeah. you can buy headsets for like 200, 250 quid. So if they're like comparable to that, I can kind of understand it. This this PlayStation, whatever the fuck it's called, 
the, there is one use case, and it's just it's going to be a demonstrably shitter experience. Mm. And I, I, it's like I, you know, I'm, I'm not that wedded to gaming. You know, you know what I mean. Like I'll, I'll talk a little bit about gaming and what we, uh, what I've been playing. I, but I, it's, I, 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 I am going to as well this week too. But yeah, I there is there is no universe where <laughs> where I could ever see that. But the thing is. I, I can see people buying it. Just it, it's cheap enough for some to buy as a cura. <laughs> as uh, yeah, look in your twenties, disposable income, that kind of thing. Like, and, and if you if you style yourself as a gamer, mm. sure, you know. Yeah. But if Lottie asked for one for Christmas, I'd be like, no, on principle. Mm. So there you go, rant over. Any other news? I don't think there is any. Is there? Let's do no, some trailers. Exactly. There's actually been some trailers, I think, hasn't there? There have been. Yeah. There have been. There have been. Uh, very enjoyable Expendables are, but, uh, Red Band came out today where they were just like, you've been asking for it. And it's like, at Fuzzy Balls 2698 on Twitter saying, give me blood and guts. Um, <laughs> and... and yeah, yeah, it's rated R, you know, and then it's just some, actually, apart from one shot, really quite mildly rated R violence and swearing. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they'll die when they're dead. Just, even though, um, such a great tagline. Even though Donna saw that tagline today, and she was just like, they die, then they're dead. They're already dead when they, when they're dead... They're not going to die because they're already dead. And to be fair, I think she makes a really good point. Mm. That's the point of the tagline, though, isn't it? No, but when, you d- when you're dead, you don't, de- you don't die whilst being dead. You Die is like the process in which you are shuffling off this mortal coil, and then you're dead. I mean, it, it would be fine if it was like, They'll die, then they're dead. Don't sound as good, though, does it? No, it doesn't sound as good. But the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense. It's a journey, Smollett, all over again. I think it's a great tagline. <laughs> I mean, one city, two cops, no mercy for from Paris with love is still the greatest tagline it's, of it, all time. It really is, isn't it? It's such a good tagline. <laughs> It's a fun movie as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like fucking Boldy John Travolta with a rocket launcher at one point, if I remember correctly. It's great. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a fun movie. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I'm looking forward to the Expendables part, but it's just such an oddity. I I love it. I love it. It, it Just the fact that it's and Stallone. Yep. You know, so he's barely going to be in it, and it's just... Jason Statham taking on the Stallone mantle. Mm. Sure. Why not? It is. Yeah, that, that's it. It's, they, they, they've planned this one and then another one after it. <laughs> and this will be the last one Stallone's in. He won't be in the next one. Mm. <laughs> Just Good on him. Yeah, that's it. Good on him. It's a... You know, they can... They can make him for... You know surprisingly low amounts of money and 
Yeah, it should be. It's going to be. It's going to be the Expendables Four. <laughs> Good. Good. Looking forward to it. Mid September. Good time for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's that? What's that one called that Benicio del Toro's written? Uh, reptile. Yeah. Yeah. Reptile. Go on then. Yeah, I, 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 I actually really quite like this trailer. <laughs> um, it, 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 it got me. It got me intrigued enough to go. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I watched that. Good cast as well. Justin Timberlake is a fucking fascinating filmography. The random stuff he pops up in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, in this as well, there was a bit where I went with the, the where, where um, Timberlake says. A weird guy came to my door. I had a full DiCaprio meme thing at that. When I went, just sat there watching. I just went, "Fucking holy shit, it's Michael Pitt." <laughs> I mean, it's good to have him back. It is, is yeah. It? it is good to have Michael Pitt, Michael Pitt back because he's he spent three years in a Mexican prison. It, it, that guy is. That guy has been away for too long. <laughs> Go see if he's done any fucking horrible shit. <laughs> Victim's family would say not long enough. Yeah. That kind of feels a little bit slanderous. To be fair, I, I think I'll take that back. Uh, he, he has got some some stuff <laughs> that he's done. Mm. But yeah, but good cast. Um, looks fucking fun. If it's if it's a minute over, like. 105 minutes I'll be worried <laughs> but yeah fuck it go for it why not yep 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 so I think that's October that's going to be a fun review I think um god there has been other stuff I mean like there's there's a big one that came out yesterday but um I know I've seen others as well this is frustrating Cassandra um, did you watch this one um nope. What's it? Um, Gal Garcia Banel um, film about a um, about natural libras. Uh, I mean, that sounds like one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's about he's a a gay natural libra who is an erotica. <laughs> Hang on, isn't it? Aren't they lucho libres? Because natural yeah. libre is just the name of that Jack Black film. Um, they keep calling them natural libres in the film in the in the. In the trailer though I think really yeah. wow I think I might, my, my brain might have just automatically replaced it because of the Jack Black film um, but yeah it, it. the thing is I was watching the trailer going I'm kind of already bored of this oh that's a shame yeah okay. um, Good Burger 2 I, I heard about this trailer I didn't watch this trailer there's nothing to it like the trailer, there's nothing to it at all. Um, it, I mean, fair play to everybody involved in Good Burger 2, but doing a sequel to a movie because that movie is notoriously bad, like just bad, it's not a good movie, it's not even a so bad it's good, it's just bad, maybe seems a little bit like a, do you know what, maybe we shouldn't do these things. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else have we got? 
Um, my animal. Don't know what that is. Uh, it it looks. Um, all I kept thinking of it uh, <laughs> during it was some fucking bisexual light in there. <laughs> Oh, a bit of the old bisexual lighting. Bit of the old okay. bisexual lighting, for sure. Good to have that back. Um, How's it been? It's, uh, what does it say about it? Uh, it's a Canadian supernatural horror romance film. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, werewolves. It just looks a little bit bonkers. Um, it, it it looks very much like a, just like a movie, like a music video. Um, hmm. it's one that I think the internet will love uh, and I might watch at some point probably on a Thursday when it appears on I'm not even going to say Netflix I'm going to say Prime because <laughs> yeah I just have a feeling that that's where it's going to go um, that's when you know it's real classy yeah when it appears on Prime and you find it by accident uh, when you're Prime you're fine yeah uh, what else she came to me I don't know what this is either. Fucking hell. All right, yeah. Um, just going to try and remember who it was that directs this. Um, so it's a, a rom-com from Rebecca Miller. Oh, okay. Uh, that stars Peter Dinklage, Marissa Tomei, Anne Hathaway. Um, and yeah. Composer um, Stephen um, Loudham is creatively blocked and unable to finish the score uh, for his big comeback opera. At the behest of his wife Patricia, he sets out in search of inspiration. Uh, the inspiration is he ends up fucking um, Marissa Tomei and writing. Yeah, it's the uh, so yeah that um, the she came to me. Yeah, looks, yeah. looks quite good actually. I'm, I'm kind of up for that. Looks fun. Nice. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, one of the other ones I saw was Freelance. Yes, yes, saw that one as well. <laughs> so yeah, John Cena and Alison Brie, the couple I never knew I wanted to see on screen together. Um, I mean, this this looks like perfectly good Monday evening fun. Yep. Yeah, that that's it. It, it, it it's got it's got. I'll watch that <laughs> on, a, on a weekday vibe to it for sure go on then <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's directed by someone as well I'm trying to think now it was like oh that person freelance film 2023 oh yeah Pierre Morel who directed Taken that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair play. It's, it just, yeah. I, I, I'll watch anything with John Cena in it now. Yeah, same, same. Um, one other big one. Do you have any more? No, I think that's it. Okay. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part One coming in December. Part Two coming in April. <laughs> yeah. We don't know if this is the trailer for Part One or both parts. I, I, I think it's the trailer for both put together, given it it's is, like nearly yeah. four minutes long. <laughs> And do you know what? I, to start off with, I was watching it going, I'm not sure here. I'm not sure. And then the more it went on, the more I was going, yeah, fuck it, go on, then you've got me. I, 
look, yeah, definitely, definitely up for this in December. You know what I mean? And like around Easter by the looks of it, sure. Mm. I don't get how Netflix make money. I mean, the thing is, apparently, do you know what the budget is for these two movies combined? Go on. It's less than you'd think. It's just over 150 million, apparently. Yeah, I mean, mean, which which is cool. I just... God, they throw so much money at so many things, mm. and I, I, you know, obviously they've got so many subscribers, and you know they've got the with ads plan and stuff now as well. I just, ah, uh, it's like Wi-Fi. I don't believe it. The thing with with this, it, it, as I was watching it, I was watching it going, do you know what? I'm more looking forward to watching these two movies than the next fucking Avatar. <laughs> oh, dude, that was exactly what I was thinking. You know, I, like, I'm going to say it, I might not even watch Avatar 3. I, I'm i going to say I might not even watch it, knowing full well that when it gets to next year, when it comes out, we'll go, ah, oh, fuck it, <laughs> and we'll go and see it. But it, I, I, just, I, I am very much, this at least looks like it's going to be, like, full throttle and fun throughout rather than just essentially seeming a little bit like a side quest to build a bigger map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as well, you know, the, the thing is, I've seen a lot of... It's a weirdness in the fact that... And I'm going to say this a little bit hushed, but... Zack Snyder seems like an okay dude, but some of his fans are arseholes. Yep, yeah, but and but, but, but then again, but, you know, Star Wars is a massive thing, but I think a lot of its fans are arseholes. <laughs> but yeah, Zack Snyder is is making a a film where he's putting a female character at the absolute fucking centre and it's not a blonde white woman <laughs> and going fuck it I'm going to do this and it's going to be fucking batshit and it, it just I'm going big space opera and people are just going oh Snyder Bros is going to love this like well can't just people like it <laughs> sorry I'm just distracted by uh, a bit of breaking news like world news you seen that the guy who ran that Wagner? Oh yeah, his, his planes apparently mysteriously come down. <laughs> yeah, all all passengers dead. Yeah, um, if he was on the flight plan, it can't be confirmed if he's actually on the plane yet. I mean, the like the Russian Aviation Authority are saying he was listed as a passenger on the plane. Yeah. F- fucking. Yeah. Did, wasn't that the guy who just? After the whole revolt thing that they had, um, and someone from British intelligence literally came out and said, "Oh, he's going to be dead within the next couple of months." Yeah, I mean, look, Putin's a cunt, but that is a guy that the definition of fuck around and find out was made for. Yeah, it's it. That is a it very much Putin against that guy. It is it, very much a look. Whoever loses, we win. <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's just it's breathtaking. Like, I sorry. I just like, of course, of of course, he was in a 
jet that was downed, apparently, like, seemingly by anti-aircraft missile. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just... It's the fucking... It's the... It's the it's the brazenness, which, you know, I just... It's awful. It's awful. But I, what did he think was going to happen? I mean, you say it's awful, but it's one less fucking neo-Nazi with a fucking militia. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the brazenness with which, like, Putin does everything. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's bonkers. Oh, it's, no. It's, the guy Dude, has, yeah. The guy is now just... The thing is... It's going to take... He's going to get assassinated. That is all that can happen now, is he's going to get assassinated. It's just when. <laughs> hey, Putin? Yeah. Mm. Somebody... Cause, because at some point, he's going to... He's going to realise that he that he's not going to win. And he's going to have to go... Big red fucking buttons looking pretty fucking tempting right now. And then that somebody whose name is going to go... Shit, he's looking at that red button an awful lot today. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but that's a rebel moon. Um, Snyder seems like a good dude. He's had tragedy in his life. Mm. I wish him well. Yep. He, a lot of his fans are cunts, and it's just the fact that he does seem to kind of let them be cunts. But he also he has d- come out and criticised them quite a lot. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but he's also fed that fire a fair bit as well. And it, it's, I, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm on the side of Zack Snyder, uh, you know, like, his, his cut of Justice League, legit banger. Like you say, it seems like a good dude. Wish him well. Looking forward to at least part one of Rebel Moon. We'll see if I'm looking forward to part two after part one. Um, I don't get how it makes money. Hope it comes out in the cinema. I hope they do some sort of like one week exclusive cinema release or something. So, but it but it did say in the trailer only on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Which you'd hope hope they do it literally like the the weekend before they go look we're going to go do a few Um, the the thing with the Netflix thing is they the difference is between I think something this this movie being made by Warner and this movie being made by Netflix is this movie's already paid for by Netflix that that money's paid for it this movie all that needs to happen for this movie to have achieve what Netflix wanted to do is for it to actually get made. That's it. It, it, it. It's it's been paid for and they've moved on to the next thing. It's just a different... It's a different model of how they do things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, and it, it is. And, you know, like the only reason why they, they did a theatrical release for Glass Onion was to keep Rian Johnson happy. Um, you know, that thing made like $25 million in its first weekend and then they were just like, right, thank you very much, yep. yank. Um, and, and they're obviously not interested. They're only going to put stuff in cinemas for like awards qualification at this point. And I suppose they do them, but it's just the whole money on the table thing. Like App- Apple will make money with releasing Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon in cinemas. Like they are going to be able to add that to their balance sheet. I think with with Apple it's it's very much like it, it's such a small part of their 
um, of their portfolio. That it, it's just it's something that they can afford to basically go that they can almost like offset it as part of the marketing budget. It just, I, yeah, I don't know. It just makes them like Napoleon. Fee- already feels like it's going to be an event. That's I'm it. not. It's Re- Rebel Moon doesn't. It feels like it's going to be a film on Netflix around Christmas it's, time. It's Netflix's Christmas present. It's it, it, it's what they they've done it for the past few years, well, the past sort of four or five years, where they've they've tried to get something that releases around about around Christmas, so that they can then spend. You know the entirety of Christmas saying this is the most we we've we've tracked eight hundred million hours of Rebel Moon have been watched. It's the most watched film on the planet, and that's what they'll mm-hmm. do. And it, it may well be. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that it that all, all, always makes me think of um, when people say like, "Oh, Grand Theft Auto Five's release was." The, the biggest entertainment release of the summer and it grossed X amount more than this film. And it's like, yeah, but Grand Theft Auto costs like 50 quid. Mm. So, you know, that that's still like palpably less people than watched the, that, that like bought that than watched the bit highest grossing film of the year. I don't know. It just like, it, it feels like these, these comparisons are such apples and oranges. Yeah. That, like it, Netflix's there's a four definition times of... On it. Again, really, I was reading a thing about the um, about the predictions they're having for the release of GTA Six. It will be the next one, isn't it? Hmm. And they're saying that in all likelihood, it'll be the first like billion dollar game. And it's like, right, but it'll cost a hundred dollars to buy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that for like some sort of premium edition that gives you more GTA Online shit. It'll be hundred dollars, even upwards of that. Yeah, the, you the, know, the, there'll be the cheapest version will probably be seventy, eighty dollars, and there will probably be a version that has access to certain maps and packs and things like that. That is probably touching two hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, EF's, EA Sports FC starts at seventy quid. Mm. And then the ultimate edition is like, I think is actually a hundred pound. You get like a tenner off if you're with EA Play, yeah. and it's just fucking hell. And, and when you look at what you actually get for the the ultimate team bits and stuff like that on it, it's like, ooh, you get a lone player for twenty games, and it's like, fuck off. Ah, uh, yeah, but if you pre-order by, I think today as we record, actually, you get a Champions League or Women's Champions League icon for Ultimate Team. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the kind of thing where I go, tell me more. You see, I, I, I'm just my, my I'm just annoyed now because my current ultimate team is looking pretty fucking stacked, and it's gonna go soon. <laughs> that's but that, yeah, okay, tangent again. But this is this is the thing about FIFA is the fact that this shit just resets every year. Yeah, like you spend you you potentially spend all that money and put all that time in, and then it just gets the slate gets wiped clean. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, and the, but saying that, I think I've logged about sixty hours of FIFA twenty three. I'm shit at it, but I really enjoy it, and I enjoy Ultimate Team. Oh, I've, uh, I, I don't normally play Ultimate Team. I only literally started playing Ultimate Team on this one about five weeks ago, <laughs> and I hadn't touched Ultimate Team at all until about five weeks ago when I went. When I got, weirdly, I got an email from EA saying your awards and ultimate team are available for you now, and I was like, "What?" 
So I just went in and went, all right, fuck it, I'll give this a go. Um, and I had like a couple of games. But then, yeah, I kind of, I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I haven't spent a penny on it. But I went on a bit of a rabbit hole with the what's it, and now I've got a pretty stacked fucking team. <laughs> I, I know, yeah, it. I don't know. It, it's just like with the new one, you can improve a player's ratings, but then it's like, well, how are you going to do that? Then is there going to be a real money cost to that? It, but it's that I, via uh, objectives. So you is it just via you, objectives? You, you can select. There'll be add-ons as well. Like you can select mm. a player that you want. You can select so many players, I think, at a time, and then you basically it gives you uh, objectives to do on that player to improve them. You see, the F one twenty three version of Ultimate Team. That I think they now EA have bought Codemasters. They had their hooks in for a couple of years. I think. There's going to be a full-on Ultimate Team-esque system at some point. But their one, F1 World, is pretty great. Like, just because it's... Like, you, you, you do events, and then you unlock in, like, upgraded car parts and stuff. And you're just basically, like, levelling up your car... And then leveling up your team principal and your strategist and whatnot. But the thing is, I've not once felt the compulsion to spend any money on that stuff. Well, that's and, it. Like, I, I, I will never do that with Ultimate Team. Um, my only worry about um, the new one, um, EAFC 24, is I've played a bit of the beta. Um, and oh, yeah? The, okay. uh, the gameplay is basically the same. It's very similar. Yeah, sure. there's, no, there's, not, there's not a lot of difference, which I'm, you're kind of fine with. There's incremental dif- um, differences. The interface is ugly as fuck. I heard the interface was better because it it go it like is it, it goes kind of like more from left to right as opposed to up and down this year. It, it's just ugly. <laughs> it's really oh, okay. fucking ugly. Which and just like I showed Bex a little clip of the you know just like when you're scrolling down the players on like the right hand side and like they do a little mini walkout and they sort of stand there, don't they? As you're scrolling down in like career mode or anything like that. Um and I was like that this is like the new one. She looked and went, Really? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> showed the old one and she's like, Right, that new one looks like shit. I was like, Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I really hope that this is a a real soft beta. <laughs> Well, comes out. I think early access is like four weeks this Friday. Yeah. If you get the ultimate edition, I think. Yeah. Or if you've got EA Play. Oh, if you get EA Play, you get it early, do you? I think you get it like a, like four days early. I think. Okay. All right. Interesting. Right. Tangent over. Yeah. Should we review a movie? Sure. Let's fucking go for it. Uh, so Dre's is um, written by Dan Perilou, uh and directed by Josh Greenbaum and stars the voices of Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, Randall Park, Sofia Vergara, Rob Riggle and the actual faces of Will Forte, Brick um, Gelman and Dennis Quaid shows up. <laughs> He does. That's Dennis Quaid. 
We will go to that, yeah. I've seen some weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, I'm Dennis Quaid. <laughs> like the fact that... Fuck it, I'm going to get into it now. Like the fact that he's bird watching book, he just says bird. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's just thinking of bird, bird, bird. It's good. Um, an abandoned dog teams up with other strays to get revenge on his former owner. Ian. What did yep. you think of the most 7 out of 10 movie in existence? Yeah, I mean, it is the most 7 out of 10 movie in existence. And I think, like, which I I, I think is a fail because of how much I love dogs. <laughs> um, like, I, like uh, the, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I think I've talked about Kiki enough on the show in the past, but just this film basically does exactly what you what you think it's going to do and very rarely does it push into anything more than that yeah i wanted more moments that were as perfect as the dog finally ripping his nuts off being scored to wrecking ball <laughs> there there's just a perfect synchronicity about that and if there were a couple more moments like that through the film, then it would push that overall rating up. I laughed enough, mm. and there's just enough throwing stuff at the screen that enough of it sticks. But at the same time, the you know the observate the, the the comedy is just very basic. Yeah, this is what dogs do. I just but again, like just they keep on talking about the devil in the sky. And then the realization that it's just a billboard of a postman, <laughs> and it, it's like that's that's clever. It's, like they yeah. kind of like they mention it through the film. I was like, did I miss something? And it's like, no, it's it's just a postman, and they all hate the postman. Like like that. It just fit, just things like that. But otherwise, it's d- dogs saying kind of what you think dogs think every now and then, except with swear words in. But sometimes that's enough. That's it. It's it's fine. I I will admit at but point and it is it is only like ninety minutes long. But and I, I was getting a little bit bored at one point. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because it started to get a little bit boring. <laughs> Where, it, and was that kind of like around the time that Reggie's like I'm going to do this by myself. And then yeah. Bug finds the the little kid. Yeah. So it, it was around about that time. So just sort of around the prison bit and then just after it, I was a bit like, oh, yeah. This okay. is just yeah. getting a little, sure. bit, a little bit boring now. They need to... All I need to know is, does he rip his dick off now? <laughs> because if he uh, but, doesn't rip his dick off, then this film is a failure. <laughs> And it's, br- I, I just, I love the fact that the end of second act, will I, won't I, is will I rip his dick off or not? Yeah. And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 again, just wrecking ball. I, and it's so obvious when you say it. But when that cue starts, it's like, hang on, I recognise this song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's like, oh, okay, yes, good, good. And the fact that it goes on for so long, it really does. And then, he, it, and then, yeah, then the other dog shits in his face, 
And then and then you've got like the, the, the mid-credits bit as well kind of adds to that as well. I don't think I saw that. Other oh, mid-credit yet. bits is Will Forte in um just laid up in a hospital bed with the doctor just kind of saying to him, Right, so we found a lot of fecal matter in your system. That might have been from the unfortunately because from the dog shitting on me. And he's like, Yeah, probably from that. Um many lacerations and yeah, just gonna flick through this chart a little bit. Oh yeah, and we, we couldn't reattach your dick. <laughs> Oh, Matt, okay, no, I wish I saw and that. he just kind of goes, fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, but, I mean, I thought genuinely that turn that it takes where Will Forte is just like, I hate you, you ruined my life, and then is about to kill him with a baseball bat. Yeah. You know, it, it like, they do, like, nicely ramp up the, yeah, you really do want to see this dog rip this guy's dick, dick off. Yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that that works very, very well, and I actually thought, I thought Will Ferrell's vocal performance in this was actually really good as well. Um, it just like the it never loses that kind of like that innocence yeah. to him, um, and I, 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 you know, I thought that was great, and just like the whole the recurring stuff with the gnome. Yeah, <laughs> I met my son, who's a gnome. <laughs> Uh, it, I, and oh, sorry, this is just me talking about bits I liked, but the drug trip scene. As soon as you see oh, the, those, but like the fluffy, the fluffy bunnies, bunnies yeah, you, you go, it, it's, you kind of do. You, you sat there and you go, oh shit, no, I don't, I don't want to see this. <laughs> but but I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm actually liking it the more I talk about it. In all honesty, it just that's it. There's no. The weird thing about it is there's no bad bits in it at all. It just... It just could have been 80 instead of 90. Yeah, and I'd have been fine. You could have just sped it up a little bit and it would have been fine. There's, like I said, even the conclusion kind of is quite nice and kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and just the, the fucking bit. The bit where he's trying... <laughs> Is trying to get erect so he can get the keys, and all I was all I was thinking at the start was it's not going to be that like big enough. And then the whole joke is you're just watching it for so long, knowing that it's not going to be big enough. <laughs> and it just it is amazing. Like it, it, it I really felt that was going to work. It, oh god, there's just there's more than enough funny stuff in this film. Yeah, there's plenty more than enough. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, they've got just enough. Like, like I said, it 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 could have been a little bit better. Had like you say, I think like they had a little bit more mania in it. But then again, it could have that could have also tipped it over into this is just a little bit silly now. <laughs> Which I know that you can't get much more silly than a dog trying to get back. Basically, homeward bound, but an angry version of it. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, Will Forte, just, just great scumbag. Great scumbag yeah. in this. You know. Um, but yeah. Even down to things like the voice catching of Rob Riggle as that dog just made sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Even though I, I did like that Isla Fish is just playing an Australian dog, really? Why, why is she Australian? I, I just think it's because she couldn't be asked to do a voice. Let, yeah, let's just go with it. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. Can I just speak in my uh, normal voice for a change? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's 
Yeah, that which is terrific. You know, I, and I, I'm, I'm really sad that it's not done very well. You know, it, it feels like one that should hopefully find an audience on home video. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it again, Hap- like happily. Yeah, I, um, I probably will at some point. It's it, it's really inoffensive, offensive comedy. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. There's nothing in there that, apart from kind of like being gross out and sweary, like it, it yeah, and, and maybe it's like a sign of the times, but that like, there's no like racial humor, gay humor, like a- anything like that. It is just sweary dick jokes and drug jokes. Yeah. yeah. And wrecking ball. And wrecking ball. But yeah, it it, it it genuinely is the most 7 out of 10 movie in like a good way that I've seen in a while. Yeah, just one of those 7 out of 10s where it's like, yeah, but that's a 7 out of 10 that I'll watch more than uh, more than most 10 out of 10s. Yep, yeah, I, 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 I had a good enough time with it in the cinema. Yeah, same, same. Uh, our audience poll was... I mean, I'm definitely not shit. Our audience poll... Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely not shit, 50%. Touching cloth, 17%. Shit, seventeen percent, and Geostorm, sixteen percent. I, I, I mean, I kind of get it. Yeah, you know, comedy, comedy is like super, super subjective, and yeah, you can't really argue when it comes to comedy. No, no, that, that, that's I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, mm. What have you been up to, Ian? Uh, no Cardiff this week. Uh, they played Leicester and lost two one. Very which last we, minute, uh, wasn't it as well? Yeah, yeah, it was such a shame. It was such a shame, but um, it is. This is, but Cardiff. I mean, like the QPR defeat was disappointing, but the other games, it's like there have been some moments. I just, I, I feel like they're not being beaten five nil yet. Yeah, yeah you know, like that. No, so let let let's see how that goes. Um, I didn't watch United on Saturday because the whole Mason Greenwood thing was still bubbling over uh, around, and it was just like almost like I don't care too much at the moment because of the whole situation and the what happened was the bare minimum bar that they could have cleared for me yeah it's a it's a very difficult one i don't i don't think it was handled very well by united but i don't think it would have been handled very well by most elite level football clubs the the only the, the, the only thing is the fact is the only reason why they went in this direction is because shit leaked. The backlash, yeah. The, the, you know the, the the thing there that I do think is a little bit where um, what's his name Arnold, the chief executive, does have a little bit to answer for is a journalist got a copy of that. The journalist was given a copy of it. There's no getting away from it. It was these things are, are are leaked out by people within unofficially within clubs. They just are. There's no nothing else has happened. That's how these things work. And it was to kind of test the water. Now they've kind of pivoted and said, "Oh no, no, it was it, 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 it we, we considered all options." It's like, no, you, you you were going to reintroduce him, and it's very well known that Ten Hag was for that idea. And it's a little bit like, oh, you maybe you, you, I get why 
it got to the situation it did from a from the way from a football point of view. I get why it got to that. I don't agree with it, but I get why it got to that. But the fact of the matter was it should have been it shouldn't have got to where it got to and the statement was a fucking disgrace. Yep. An absolute that was a United should have at that point gone to Greenwood's people and gone, fuck no, that is not going in the statement. No. We we can write a better statement than that. Yeah, yeah. I it, it I'm glad it's in the rear view and and moving on. Yeah. Um It's yeah. It, it, United are, are bigger than that. They they can United can afford to go. No, sorry, no, go. And what I will say is, and, I, and and Fergie wasn't perfect. You know, Fergie Fergie has a bigger hand in the in the Glazers owning United than than ever seems to get mentioned. But if this would have been under Ferguson, would not have happened. It'd have been fucking gone. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, in terms of films, I'll uh, God, how many have I got? Because I feel like I've got a few, so maybe I'll hang, hang about. Um, oh yeah, okay. Um, I'll, t- I'll 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 talk about a couple, and then I'll throw over to you, and then maybe I'll finish off. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so I watched a did a rewatch of Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Uh, it's on Sky Cinema now. Um, Sky Cinema, by the way, the Sky Stream box, and maybe it's the same for Sky generally. Uh, impressed by the amount of UHD stuff uh, they're doing um, now, and um, like in Dolby Atmos as well. Um, that shit ain't bad. Well, um, I, I was looking at going to the Sky Stream box because my my what is it? Um, my BT thing's finished, and the thing is. Um, my BT box needs to be plugged into my router and my router is in the hallway and okay. the box wouldn't go there and I can't be asked trailing fucking wires through. So my BT box isn't even plugged in. Um, so when I want to watch, for instance, um, BT Sport, I do it on the Apple TV. Yeah, I. it's... Don't get me wrong, I mean, like the Sky Skystream, so what? what's my package? Like, I've got... Um, I've got sports, I've got movies, but the only reason why I've got movies is because you get Paramount Plus included. So if you factor that in, then Sky Cinema is like £6 a month. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I pay, I think it's like 74 a month, but it's like Sky Sports, Sky Movies, Netflix, uh, 4K HD, um, and like the Sky Entertainment package. So when you factor all that in, it's actually not that bad. Like the, the UHD Netflix would usually be £16 a month. Um, and then like the Sky Sports, I got, I think it's like £24 for 18 months. So, you know, it's all going to go up after 18 months and then I'll just call them and go, right, well, I'll renegotiate then, please. Yeah. Um, 
or say, all right, I'll drop the movies or drop the sports and see how that affects the price. Then three months later, they'll probably go, oh, you can have this for reduced amount. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's Sky Stream's not bad. Uh, yeah, uh, mild tangent. A lot of, you know, basically most of their big movies that they do at premieres of are in UHD. There are there are exceptions like I I think like she said is like on Sky Premiere at the moment. It's not in 4K. Um, and I'm pretty sure like on Apple you can get it in 4K. Mm. So it, it it is somewhat limited. But yeah, it is it is Dolby Atmos, and obviously it's Dolby Atmos over streaming, so it's going to be like not super super like not the best. Um, what what's this? What are you what are you doing? What are you what are you distracting me with, sir? Um, that's good. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dun- it's 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 good value is what I'm trying to say. Right, Dungeons and Dragons Among Thieves, uh, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I didn't lose a bit on rewatch. That's, um, that's, that's quite good. I'm quite looking forward to that because I've been, I've been kind of like hovering over a rewatch. I know Becky wants to rewatch it because she loved it. Uh, yeah. Again, that that's the like one of the most four out of five films you'll ever see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I hope they do another one. Good, good, good ensemble they've got together with that. Uh. So there is that. Um. My almost becoming a feature of just random. It was on Sky Cinema Watch of the Week. <laughs> uh. Uh. Limitless. Oh, um, So. Yeah, I hadn't watched this like a decade easy. Um, so it's the Bradley Cooper takes a drug that makes him smart film, um, and it just it I, I I think it's really fun. I mean, there is a little bit of like, should we be rooting for him? Where it's like he's the good guy in a film that's basically got quite a lot of bad guys in it. Yeah, he's 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 the goodest guy in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like by the end, it's like, all right, he's back with his girlfriend. He's running for senator. He's probably going to be like president one day. Is that is that a good? I don't. I don't think this could end. This might not end well. Um, yeah, it, it it's this weird kind of like aspirational thing, but aspirational if you want to be a douchebag. Yeah. Like Donna was watching it, and like there's this like, like sequence where he's talking about like how good his life is, and he's like he's te- like basically kind of like mansplaining things and she's just like that'd be that'd just be so annoying and i was like yeah but in the moment if bradley cooper was like talking to you about all this kind of stuff and just being really impressive that would be impressive wouldn't it she was like yeah but not for long it's like he doesn't need long (laughs) you know um and and, and, yeah i mean there is that it's it there's a kind of a broiness to the aspirational nature of the film, which, like, when you look on Letterboxd, the audience on Letterboxd do not do not like Limitless, and I'm not surprised. Hmm. But We're, yeah, I think even Bradley Cooper's come out and said about the character is, you're not supposed to like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's the thing. It just it does feel like there is just a bit of a sting in the tail where like. He's the lead character, so you're empathising with him, but it is just a little bit like, well, should I be empathising with him? Mm. So, yeah. Um, but I like it. Um, also, 
My third watch of The Lost City. Um, <laughs> it's just becoming, and again, it was like it was on Sky Cinema. It's just it's becoming a bit of a. If that's on, I'll just I'll watch, watch it. it. Film. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's yeah. I mean, I, I think Tatum and Bullock are fucking fantastic together in that film. Yeah. Um, that, like my one complaint about it. And it was like it was shot in COVID times. Is just the fact that it looks like it was shot on a green screen for like an awful lot of that film. But yeah, it was it was shot like I think twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, just height of COVID. Uh, like, and it's like, yeah, I, I think we just have to let that be what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I. Really, really like The Lost City. Obviously, we've talked about it on the show uh, like at least a couple of times before I send you over to that. But uh, yeah, solid, solid four out of five comedy for me. Uh, I do have more, but I've been talking for a while, so I'll send it over to yourself, bud. Cool, right. Um, so, me and Bex watched the um, the Robert Langdon trilogy again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nearly, nearly spat beer at my laptop there. I just managed to hold it in. Uh, I just, it, I don't know, there's something about the Robert Langdon trilogy, and it's just like, there's that, like, slight split second of the Robert Langdon tri- trilogy. Oh, yeah, Inferno. Yep. Just that when you realise that's what you're talking about. Did, you guys did not watch this trilogy that long ago. No, not a long You've enough. talked about Inferno in the last year. I don't think I've watched it in the past year. No. Uh, have a look at your letterbox, will you? I put, uh, but it's, but yeah, I'll have a look and see if I can find how when I last watched it. I swear to God, we talked about Inferno within the last year. We have because uh, Becky watched no, it. No, because um, I got on 4K Inferno. So oh, did I buy you that? You bought for it me? on 4K. Yeah, yes. that's right. So. Yeah, so we... Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. That just reminded me. Do you know what else I drunkenly bought and realised today? What? An entry into the Cardiff Half Marathon next month. (laughs) Are you doing it? I think so, yeah. I can run a 10k at the moment, so it it, it would hopefully be okay. Train. Just, it was so embarrassing though. Sorry, I will stop talking for a second. I got a fucking email like talking about it and like it's coming up and I was just like I don't think I should be getting these emails I emailed them and I was just like yeah I didn't sign up for this and bless her this woman was like you you did I'll, I'll forward you the confirmation and I have a look at like the purchase price and it was like half 11 on a Friday night it was like oh fuck um, so yeah 1st of October Sunday the 1st of October I'm going to do the Cardiff Half Marathon despite the fact I haven't been purposefully training for it <laughs> Fair play to you bud um, yeah, Sorry that's all. Inferno uh, well, We watched we started watching um, the Da Vinci Code because we got we went out for a couple of drinks on what night was it no we were, Becky wanted to get a Chinese um, but the Chinese that is round the corner from us in... Uh, by the way, I last watched Inferno. Actually, May uh, 26th, 2020. So, three years ago. Ah, oh, time is a flat circle. Yep. 
We watched all three of them in the space of like a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, so we went to, but there's a Chinese in um, Beverly, which is just up the road. Um, and so what we did was we went to the pub next to it, went had a drink, um, ordered our food, had another drink while the food was getting made, and then went and picked it up and then came home. Uh, and we were going to watch something else. And I suspect, so, well, I'm not, I'm not watching something that's a little bit more serious when um, I've had a drink and we're about to eat a Chinese. She went, fancy watching The Da Vinci Code. I was like, fuck it, I can't be asked to choose anything else. Yeah, let's do it. And it was partially because I wanted to watch the um, the 4K that you got me of Inferno, but I knew I was never going to get away with watching that just on its own. I'd have to watch the other two uh, as well. So yeah, so right, you, have to, you have to watch the build. Yeah, so we watched Da Vinci Code. Um, I, it's fun, is the Da Vinci Code, and it's got a banger of a fucking score by Hans Zimmer. Um mm. And it's it's a good kind of mystery. And then obviously we watched Angels and Demons. <laughs> the thing about the Da Vinci Code is the fact that it, you know it was almost like this is a really high class production, hiding the fact that that is basically like national treasure for oh, yeah. people who think they've grown up. Oh yeah, it is. It's and the thing is, I love the national treasure movies as well. I, I like these kind of movies. They're fun. I mean, Ian steals the Declaration of Independence in National Treasure, so you bet your ass you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Angels and Demons is probably my favourite, but that's because of all the fucking... The Catholicism in it is great. Um, mm. And you've got just a, an unhinged Hugh <laughs> um, McGregor is always quite fun. Doesn't he, like, parachute down from a nuclear explosion? Uh, from a... Yeah, not nuclear. It's a it's antimatter explosion. Right, yeah. And it's and then like he's about to be the new pope, and then it's like ah, but you're the wrong. Yeah, guy. they found out he's a bad dickhead, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of all right for a pope, to be honest. Um, mm. And then we watched in- Inferno, which looks spectacular in 4K. I mean, it was shot natively in 4K digitally. Yep. Right? Does it really? It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, actually. don't be wrong. It doesn't look quite as tasty as um for instance tenet mm. um but yeah it looks it looks really good um i enjoy this the fact that it's kind of a little bit tinged towards being a a horror as much as a horror of this of these type of movies will ever get but it's yeah. it, and it's quite gnarly and the whole it's you know it's a billionaire who decides you know it, it's basically thanos but it's ben foster <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's Ben Foster yeah um, and then Felicity Jones is a wrong and along with him yeah that, that, that's it you're kind of watching it um, <laughs> I was watching it saying of X saying God, Felicity Jones is, is is a very attractive woman isn't she <laughs> and she's like yes she is and then I, 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 she's not a million miles away from Bex to be fair and, and there's <laughs> Yeah. And then the bit where you find out that she's fucking nuts. Mm. Bex paused it and just went, you find her more attractive now You now that she's batshit, don't you? It's like, yeah, just fucking so much more attractive now that she's batshit. Um, I, Inferno's a good time. It's got some great imagery in it. Zimmer again just uses the original kind of like fucking Robert Langdon score, but then just amps it up and just goes, so Ron, 
this is the last one we're making, isn't it? And Ron Howard's going, oh yeah, I can't believe... Is there some electronic shit in it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they've given us the money to make this fucking one. So yeah, this probably is not happening again unless this runs away. Uh, And the movie, you know, did enough money to make it profitable. Um, I'm going to suggest something. Go on. Right, so next week, the film out is The Blackening, which I wouldn't mind seeing. Mm. I'm, I don't know. Do It's almost trolling the audience. Do we do an Inferno commentary? We could do. However, a little bit of admin, my schedule's a little bit skewy next week, so we might have to look at that. Oh, you motherfucker. Um, but what I will say is, as well, about... Inferno, um, Ifan Khan is just him. His passing is just a such a fucking shame for the film world. Yeah, that dude ruled. Fucking great in this. Like that's got to be close to his last film. I think it was very close to being one of his last films. Well, I think he died in twenty twenty twenty, and this was twenty sixteen. But Inferno was twenty sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, he's. He's just so fucking cool and so charismatic when he's on screen. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, and you just, you watch it going, man, I, I I wanted another 20 years of this guy turning up in things and just instantly making them better. Yep, yep, for sure. Right, sorry, I need to pee if, pee if I said Yeah, I'll take a bit, a quick, a quick break, and then we'll come back and, and I'll do and, my next ones. And just before we do, so your schedule, what's your schedule? Uh, I can't actually remember off the top of my head, but I think I'm on late all next week. All next I week? The only day I've oh, got fuck. where I'm not on a late is Friday. How's Sunday? Uh, I think me and Bex got plans, but I have to check on that. Leave that with me. Okay, yeah, I mean, that would literally just completely fuck the show then. It okay. might do a little bit, yeah. It's, the, it, it, okay. it, it's, it's a random, rare week where, yeah, my fucking work schedule's an absolute nightmare. All right, look, I mean, to be, to be honest, I think Don would not be against me not taking an evening out to do the podcast, so it's not, not the end of the world. But, yeah, no, that's cool. Okay. P-Rick. Sorry, so, yes. Uh, so, that was the Robert Langdon trilogy. <laughs> yep. Um, so also rewatched uh, Hitman Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Did you, what, you didn't watch the first one first. You went straight nah, to Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> Not watching the first one. First one, shit. <laughs> isn't it fucking Rupert Friend? Yeah, and he's oh, really quite good in it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't remember, like, hating that film, I've got to say. It's good, it's decent. It's it's kind of like they released this, and I think the, you know, the Transporter that had um, Ed Skerrin in it as well? Oh, uh, Refueled. Yeah, and they were both yeah. actually really quite fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I know nothing about the Hitman games other than the fact that I think I watched you play one once <laughs> on a streaming thing. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I did that. That is about the most I know about the Hitman games. And I downloaded one um, on PS Plus once, played about eight minutes of it, and just went, ah, fuck this shit. 
But yeah, it's it's decent actually. It, as a it's a proper Thursday night ninety minute. Um, yeah, nice. We watch War Games. Um, just because it's on, it's come up as like a new film that's new film, uh, a recently added on Prime. And I just thought, I don't think I've watched War Games for about thirty years. Yeah. Um, and. In my mind, War Games, he gets taken in by, like, the the FBI, like, really early on. And it's him against, like, this computer machine that could be operated by AI or somebody else bit um, for the rest of the film. But it's not that at all. That is, like, literally the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> the rest of it is... And I, I was watching it going, this is bit... Uh, this is basically just chain reaction. Or chain reaction is basically just war games. And I, I quite like chain reaction. But I had a good enough time with it. it it's a it's a solid four out of five, you know, 80s kind of sci-fi thriller that is relatively inoffensive. Has Matthew Broderick doing kind of 80s Matthew Broderick things of just coming across as being a little bit nerdy but kind of fucking cool... Um, just doing computer bits and Ali Sheedy being really charming. I had a, a really good time rewatching this. It's because of the fact that it, it, it's a it's now a period piece. Um, going back and watching it, the the tech within it doesn't feel like it's aged as much as if you maybe watched it twenty years ago. If that makes sense. What? Because the rest of it is aged also. Yeah. Because it's because it's now the film is forty years old now, mm. you can kind of go, all right, that's yeah, this is a pre-internet age. That's yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. That's the thing. It's like the the any computer graphics in films of that era kind of like look cute. Yeah. Whereas once CG starts taking hold. It's almost like it's all forming part of the story as well, mm. and, and you know, and it, it, it. That's the thing. It's like hackers will never look cool. No, like or like it won't have that sheen of like retro. It will just look a bit shit. Yeah, and it, it, but yeah, but the more it goes along, the longer you get away from hackers, the more it kind of becomes a little bit culty because of that. Whereas. Something like this, for instance, War Games, it's not culty. It's just a good film. Yeah. Uh, for sure on that. Um, mm. Rewatched Idiocracy. Nice. Um, okay, yeah. And, I mean, Becky watches this quite a bit, whereas I don't. I don't think I've watched it for about a decade. Um, but completely forgot that one of the things that they don't like about uh about Joe in the in the future in what is it 20 when is it he goes like it's like 20 can't find what year it is but it's like it's it's so much it's like 500 years in the future one of the things they don't like about him is that he sounds and to quote the movie faggy uh, which <laughs> If you looked at it now, it could be a bit like people would would criticize it for that, but it's kind of like that's the point. Is it's supposed to be? It, it's supposed to be fucking dumb. <laughs> but you are actually going. 
Oh my god, it feels oddly like we're not that far off this <laughs> right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, the I mean the whole fucking the the whole the crops won't grow because they're feeding them Brando, which is basically just Gatorade. Um, and they just the rest of them are just going. Well, it's got what plants need. It's like right, but does it though? <laughs> And they're going, well, yeah, it, it, it literally says it's got what they need. It's got electrolytes. Like, but what are electrolytes? It's what plants need. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's Mike Judge just really just doing something where he's, he's, you're either in on the joke or you are the joke. And he's very, very good at that. You know, he did it. You can definitely see that this is the same guy who did Silicon Valley, um, where you know one of my main criticisms is uh, of Silicon Valley. Uh, the, the show is the lead is so unlikable that it makes it hard to watch. Yeah, Mike Judge's thing is, oh, that is a hundred percent intentional. He's supposed to be so unlikable it makes it hard to watch. The key is you kept watching it. Mm. Um, and it's the same as you know the Beavis and Butthead thing. You know you can t- you can tell that it's the same guy who did all these things, and it's kind of like you're always looking at well, what the fuck's he gonna do next? Because it's gonna be interesting, but he's never gonna make anything that's going to that's going to win a fucking shitload of awards, and you know have people go, oh my god, I can't believe that's the guy who did Beavis and Butthead. He's always gonna do things that are gonna be like fringe. Likeable, mm. and then finally, my final one. Um, rewatched Gone Girl because it's been a while. Was Becky with you? She was, yeah. <laughs> my god, the thing about that movie is it's it, it's very, very good, it's very, very good, and it's four to four and a half out of five. And it ticks along. And then there's a point where I think it, it where you go down one of two roads. Either you go, no, I don't like this. This this should she shouldn't have gotten away with this. I don't like this. I don't like this person. Or you go, this is batshit and I fucking love it. <laughs> and I'm I am fucking motoring down that fucking highway, just loving it, the fact that she is fucking nuts. And it's glorious. Yep. You know, the the moment of realisation from him that he realises that he is now trapped in her world and the worst thing is he kind of fucking likes it. <laughs> it's just... It's just glorious. I mean, it, yeah, it's a weirdly fast, uh, satisfying end to that film. Just like he's trapped in the most bunny ears trapped could ever be. Yeah, it's like he's he he the the wonderful and it's it's a combination of of, of a well written story and a really well directed um, movie in the sense that Mm. what we're what you're the movie you're watching is is split into kind of two in the sense that part of the movie you're watching is what's happening. 
and part of the movie you're watching is the unreliable narratoriness of her writing the diary and you're seeing bits of that and Fincher shoots those bits ever so subtly different so the bit where he um, where um, Affleck's character essentially throws her um, to the ground and she hits the uh, the new post of the of the stairs there it's like that never happened and it's shot ever so slightly differently to the rest to, to the, the, the everything that has led up to it because that's the first bit that didn't happen but you're seeing it as if it did happen but also Affleck's character is completely different he's dressed in clothes that he wouldn't normally wear his hair's done in a way that it wouldn't normally be done. And he's mm. he's playing the douchebag that she's writing, not the douchebag that he actually is. And then you've got the bits of her like cowering in bed and bits like that. But then towards the end of the movie, he's now doing that. So the bits where she's like writing the diary and saying, I have to live with the fact that this man that I love might kill me. He's now living at the end of the movie in this world of, this woman that I love might fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. it's so wonderful in the sense that, yeah, he, it, it, Affleck's facial expression once you realise him going, oh, fuck, he's into it, is brilliant. <laughs> Just so many awards should have got at this movie, but I can see why none of them did. <laughs> Pike got nominated, didn't she? Yeah. Yep, and Tyler Perry. Oh my god, the fact that he is the one who is looking at just laughing constantly <laughs> mm. at it and just going, and the fact that I think his last lines of an applicant is, good luck, because man, don't ever cross it, because she is one fucked up bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just laughing as he leaves. <laughs> And he's like, keep my number because you're probably going to need it. That's good, yeah. Man, he, good old Tyler Perry, He should have won Best right. Supporting Actor for that movie. He just spends the entirety of it laughing at the situation. I just, yeah, I need to, I need to re-watch Gone Girl because the way you talk about it just makes me think it just sounds, it just entertaining. It's, yeah, it's this weird kind of, like, almost fucked up rom-com in a way if you view it yeah. from a certain direction <laughs> it's oh fucking what a, what a picture <laughs> yeah 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 nice oh that's great yep that's that's that, that's me for the week <laughs> uh well done oh, good stuff fucking hell. That was, yeah that's good that was good um right okay so yeah a few other things um so um I re-watched... Uh, did a watch of Hot Fuzz for the first time in fucking forever. Um, so, uh, like, for context, basically, I was really hungover on Saturday and I watched four films on Saturday alone. Good day. Nice, that's a good um, day. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so Hot Fuzz, it's just super, super watchable. It It's very, very fun. It's this weird mix of action comedy piss take and also kind of almost like culty horror stuff um and it's an odd amalgamation but simon pegg and nick frost are just a terrific double act together as well i i 
I don't think Nick Frost has ever been better than he is in Hot Fuzz. Like the sheer innocence, like of him, but he's kind. He's kind of a man child, but he seems like he'd be a good pint. But yeah, yeah, and that's the like that that that's that's the he, thing. He's no kind of a, 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 yeah, that's it. He's a man child, but he's not a he's not a dickhead with it. Yeah, no, he, exactly. He's, he's also um, you know you, he's a man child, but you also get the the feeling that. He pays his mortgage on time, and he's got he's got contents insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, he does. Um, yeah, I, it's a very, very breezy, like nearly two hours. It's it, I think it's like an hour forty five is hot fuzz, and yeah, I mean Paddy Considine and Rafe Spall as the Andes, J- wonderful supporting shit. Like there is maybe very little funnier in cinema than that bit where they both look at him and then kind of go out the ca- the, the, the frame to the right and then the one just ducks his head back <laughs> It's just a great um, shot, isn't it? And it just, that's got to be an improv. Yeah. Like, it, 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 they they use, it's, I, I, I think that film is like Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright with the confidence of Shaun of the Dead, but not the now we're going to kind of trick you and be a little bit serious with the world's end. Yeah. Um, like, th- th- I, I'm, I, I've only seen the world's end twice and I feel like I really need to fucking gird my loins before I see it. I didn't like it on first watch and really liked it on second watch. I got on it with it better on second watch. It, But it, it it's just... It's that film, but at the centre of it, you've got this like deeply troubled, depressing guy, mm. and it just, I, I, I feel like the it's a little it's, bit incongruous it, to the other two. It's not as breezy. No, it's it's not, and it it feels like it wants to be do like doing more than. The concept and the other characters are almost like l- letting it do. I don't know. I'll, I I will. I I I feel like I'm going to pull the pin on the world's end sometime soon. Mm. Um, I, my only issue I have with Hot Fuzz is I don't like the third act. That's that's the. I I think the third act's great. Yeah, I, it's it, weird. That, I, just, it, I can't. I've tried. I just. I, I I'm really enjoying it to a point, and then it just goes off a cliff for me. And I, I tell you what, as well, like for as much as Lottie's quite sensitive about stuff, she was watching parts of the third act. She thought it was really funny. <laughs> nice. Like she kind of understood the vibe. Yeah. It's, um, it is quite slapsticky by the end, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like the swan in the in the back of the car, and it makes broadbent like crash the tree. She loved that into the tree. She loved it. So, um. Uh, inspired by um, It's Kind of a Big Deal, a nine-hour-long audiobook that came out on Audible yesterday, as we record, about Anchorman, um, which I'm going to listen to at some point. Um, I rewatched both Anchorman and Anchorman 2. You both of them, did you? Yeah, I watched Anchorman on Saturday and I watched Anchorman 2 um, Sunday slash Monday. So, yeah, it, the, I, it Anchorman... I've seen a lot. Mm. Um, literally, 
we've got a new office and there are these soundproof booms uh booths which i've called the glass case uh, and basically i've said i'm going into my glass case of emotion today to people with like without any context and they just understood what i meant <laughs> and started laughing and like it's that kind of like where that's actually quite a, like a random line but the memeing of anchorman has kind of just kept it in the public consciousness i think that film is a is i, I think you can call that film a modern comedy classic yeah yeah abs- absolutely um you know you ate a whole wheel of cheese i'm not angry i'm just <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed you know like that, you know i don't speak spanish i, I you know but then also just the random things, like in the opening credits where he's rehearsing his lines, he's like, the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> like, it... it there's... It's, but, it, it's the fact that there were so many jokes they managed to cut together a, a quasi-sequel. <laughs> yeah, oh, Wake Up Ron Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's... Yeah, exactly. I, but the, the, the thing about Anchorman, the, the, the first one, it's just it's very innocent mm. um there's very little like jokes aimed at other things like i was saying about strays earlier on you know just like fucking david keckner was like oh last night i got so drunk i woke up in a chinese family's house <laughs> and they wouldn't stop screaming <laughs> like but <laughs> i shit a whole squirrel uh, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, I just, uh, God, brick is what I mean. it's like. Love, what is it? Yeah, what is that? I, I, I it just, it's, it, yeah, it's great. So, Anchorman, like, br- just brilliant. Um, so then Anchorman two, it's like twenty five minutes longer. It's too long. Yeah, it is too long. It replays moments from the first some of which work some of which don't i will say the news team's fighting is one of those things where it goes on for so long that it becomes unfunny but then keeps on going for so long that it turns back around and becomes funny again Mm. by the time um harrison ford turns up again and then turns into a were hyena it's like yeah okay you got me again yeah um I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, Kanye West turns up in that bit, and it's just, oh, for fuck's sake, you know. But then, and then it just keeps going and keeps going, and then Kirsten Dunst is like some sort of Greek goddess, like blowing a trumpet to commence the fight, and and Steve Carell's got a future gun. And it's like, where'd you get that? And he just starts laughing. Um, and that's the thing, like it. But then on the other side of it. There's a bit late on where Baxter saves the day again by banishing Dobby the shark. And it's just, no, all right, you you did that bit originally with the bear. It worked well enough the first time. This time, no, you know, not so much. Um, I like the way that Anchorman 2 has some commentary about how Ron Burgundy destroyed news. Yeah. Uh, but then it's not him fixing that at the end. He's basically leaves news to go down the path it goes down where people like car chases um but then it's also got i feel like the bit where they smoke crack is actually under talked about it's fucking brilliant (laughs) 
it's just it it's it's it just happens like halfway through it where they're just gonna try and the fact that it keeps on getting kind of brought up but never like real subtly throughout the rest of it (laughs) yeah 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 no exactly it just well that really hits you right away that you know it it (laughs) just it's very moorish (laughs) yeah it's so but there is a scene that is curdled like milk where Ron Burgundy is at Megan Good's family's house and he's like talking to them oh, in black voice. like black language about how much sex they're having and like when he first meets her he just can't stop saying black yeah and it, it, it you know it is just oh no Oh no! I know it's supposed to be, but it's almost like a. Do you know what? You didn't need to. <laughs> no, and it, yeah, it is. Look at this guy; he's being an idiot. But also, it plays. It goes into it so much. It's not cringe comedy. It's you're supposed to laugh at how he just keeps on going yeah. and how offensive it is to the other party. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to laugh at. It, it, it just goes on a little bit. The film wouldn't be wouldn't be ruined without it. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Also, Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig, they only actually get a few scenes together and it feels like they probably originally had a lot more and they cut it down to the bare minimum for the actual plot to work. Yeah. They're not. They're not very funny together. No, the the the, the scene is it one in the office where they're just screaming at each other. Yeah, and you're watching, going, I can't understand how anybody thought that this was going to be funny. No, and it, the, the the thing is, at the end sequence is their marriage, and it almost feels like if the if there wasn't a scene that actually hung on the fact that they got married. Would you even have Kristen Wiig actually in the film, or would you have gone, "Yeah, this isn't funny"? Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder. Um, so, even though it it did make me laugh that her name is literally Charney last name. Good. Um, I, I, I do think James Marsden is is a also a. a, a underrated star of that movie. Yeah, yeah, but he's not in it enough. No, he's not. But the he, like, the, the, the bit where Ron doesn't think he can hear him and he just turns on and goes, what's that? <laughs> like from across the room. It's just great. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's their relationship. As soon as like Ron becomes big and he, he, he like he wins the bet about him calling him Jack, Jack Lane, Lane. He's, he's barely in no. it. And, and you know, I, I, I will say, like the end of the, the the news teams fight where Vince Vaughn comes along again. It, it you know, and it's just ah oh, fuck me again. We're like kind of replaying the hits here. No, no, it's not nearly as good as Anchorman. I don't think it is as bad as its reputation kind of says that it is now. Yeah, it's one of those, um, you know. Chicken in the Cave is a great line. Chicken in the Cave is a great line, and also Ron Burgundy being blind, <laughs> and then like there there are like, several things where people are just like, yeah, but didn't you realise when you tasted that that it w- you know it wasn't the thing you thought it was? 
Let me repeat myself again. <laughs> I'm blind. You know, and that kind of happens a few times, and that that's a really good bit as well. Like that, there were good bit. That there were really good comedic bits in this. Just like as well, like when he's getting the the, the band back together, the chicken in the cage. But then Steve Carell is like they're at Brick's funeral, and then he just turns up and starts talking about how much he loved Brick, and then they're having to convince Brick that he's actually alive. <laughs> Good. It's good. It's their reaction where they all just kind of just kind of go, oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. They are, like, in this one, they are a little bit more like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> about some of the stuff that Brick actually does. And I, you know, yeah, I appreciated that. Um, so, yeah, look, like I say, Anchorman 2, I, I think it's a good film. I'll, I, you know, I I will watch it again a lot sooner than it's taken me to get get to it again now. Mm. So there we are. And my last one, yeah, is a film I'll, I I better only watch once in my life. Oh, <laughs> Heart of Stone. <laughs> oh, go on. Okay, Gal Gadot plays Rachel Stone, who is working with an MI6 team, but also uh, a, a, a secret kind of pan-international organisation called the Charter. They're um, trying to get someone who's trying to bring down the Charter, but there's a wrong'un in their ranks. It's very obvious who the wrong'un is. Bex is the wrong'un in their ranks. You just said Bex, just yeah, like just, I was just, saying there's a wrong... just got back in. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, um, yeah. Um, She's run upstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. It's... it, but, but, Yeah, so... And then, like, yeah, so she's part of the MI6, then she's part... Of, but she's also part of the Charter. And then, spoiler alert for Heart of Stone. Jamie Dornan is the leader of the MI6 team. Turns out he's one of the wrong'uns trying to bring down the charter as well. Her MI6 team are all killed off by Jamie Dornan. And then it just becomes her and the charter people trying to defeat Jamie Dornan. Um, It really wants to be Bond. There's a title sequence in it that's like a Bond title sequence fast-forwarded. Um, there's a bit in it early on where she's told to not act conspicuously and then immediately jumps off a cliff in front of a bunch of people. Um, it, 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 oh God, there's a scene like an hour in where she's having a fight on a blimp and then you're just thinking like, well, fuck me, what's the ending going to be then? Because this already kind of seems like the ending of a film. And then the ending of the film is her just having a bit of a, tussle with Jamie Dornan in a fucking nondescript room in like Scandinavia um, it's it's a bad film it feels like one it, it, it feels like the algorithm just generated it um, and she literally at the end of the film walks away from an explosion with a smirk on her face of course um, it's yeah, one of the worst films I'll see this year. Uh, there's really nothing to recommend it apart from the fact that it actually looks like they shot some stuff in real locations, which is such a low bar to clear, and yet it's a bar to clear these days. So that is just fundamentally depressing. There you go, Heart of Stone. It's shit. 
Yeah, that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that is that it? That's it for me. Right, let's have a look. We do have some questions this week. We should get to them. Is Bex around to answer questions? She's gone upstairs. <laughs> I think she's... All right, that's fine. Yeah, no worries. We'll catch up with Bex next time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, TGP73 says, Outdoor cinema, what's your opinion, bastards? Uh, depends on if you're actually actively trying to watch the film or not. That's that's exactly mine. I, I think if it, if you're going to watch something like fucking Grease or The Greatest Showman or Jaws and bits like that, then you, 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 it's something like that. Then they're fun and they, you know they can be quite entertaining. I would love to do one of the watching Jaws on a lake ones at some point. Uh, they've got. They've got Top Gun Maverick playing at Cardiff Castle uh, Saturday after next. And it's like, I'd love to watch that in that environment, but everybody would have to shut the fuck up. But it's one of those, yeah. If you're actually wanting to watch the movie, I bet it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Rick Kidd, I assume you're looking forward to Killers of the Flower Moon and Dune Part 2, but are there any mm. films due out in the remainder of the year that you are particularly looking forward to? The Killer. The killer, yeah, uh, the creator, yeah, good it's shout. High on my list, I- I'll say Wonka because it's the guy who directed the Paddingtons. In all honesty, like I'm, like I'm a little bit that film doesn't need to be made, but I will watch whatever Paul King is doing next. Uh, I am the same on that. Of, I'm intrigued about that movie. There's got to be something there, and I, I just, I think it's interesting that Charlemagne is doing it. Because he's actually yeah. quite, he's he's actually quite a lot more charismatic than I think he's ever given credit for. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, 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 um, and he's also Napoleon quite as well. Fun. Sorry. Mm. Uh, uh, Timmy meets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, absolutely. Yes, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that to the list. But yeah, it's the creator um, is is the big one for me. That outside of Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. But uh, I mean Napoleon as well. Yeah, um, yeah November. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. We've got a banger of it. Like, a, like closing like four or five months of the year, aren't we? Yeah, I think uh, you know that's the thing. It, it, the rest of the year is going to be fine. Next year, I'm very worried about. Mm. We've got another, another question. Um, Glenn Picard. Watch Resurrection last night, which felt like Universal had spent millions to make porn exclusively for Ian Loring. Um, yeah. What's a recent film experience that you felt like porn for someone you know? Oh, God, that's a great that's a question. Great question, that. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like poor things. It's not a film I've seen, obviously, but the Yorgos Lanthanos film is going to be porn for Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that looks like George Paul, for sure. Um, oh fucking hell! Um, I mean, I I I was I was watching uh, Gran Turismo, going. I really, really hope Ian's enjoying this. <laughs> 
And I knew that yeah. if you were into it, you'd be like, this is fucking and, great. No, honestly, I know I bring it up a lot, but the F1 film Joseph Kaczynski's doing for next year, <laughs> which is it's like it's been referred to as being called Apex because that's the name of the team. And I think Apex is just such a cool name for a film because it's not Apex Predator, which yeah. is one of the most overused phrases ever. Oh, gotcha. Just Apex as like the name of like people working at the absolute limit of something. That's what F1 drivers do, at least in my opinion. Like that film will be as close to that for me as most things. For uh, even though, fuck, also coming out this year and also of that ilk. Michael Mann's Ferrari. Ooh, yeah. That just just a, a, a decent budgeted Michael Mann film because he's been trying to get that made for so long and it was basically the, the studio said greenlit it because Driver said he would be in it. It's just Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari is some yeah. magnificent casting. In, especially with it being in a Michael Mann film because you know... Yeah, I, I, oh. you, you, and, Michael Mann's been wanting to make that movie for like 20 odd years. So you, yeah, you know there is a fucking room of research. <laughs> yeah, I, I I cannot, cannot wait for that. Yeah. Like that, oh. Uh, and that's, I think that's this year it's playing Venice. Sky Cinema have rights to it here. Um. So God knows what kind of theatrical release it's going to get. The showcase here will show it, but... Lord, Lord knows what kind of theatrical release that will get. Mm. We need a trailer. Um, it, it, you know, it's playing Venice next week. There's got to be a trailer here. There'll, there'll be a trailer this week. I think next week. I think. Yeah. Um, Ethan Barr says favorite hospital scenes. I mean, there's an easy one uh, for me. Uh, <laughs> um, three, two, one. Exorcist three. three. <laughs> yeah, it just it. <laughs> It is that scene because it genuinely is one of the best scenes in cinema. Just yeah, without yeah, question. Like, yeah. I almost feel like like we're not allowed to say that. <laughs> like it's pantheon. No, I don't care. It's not pantheon. It's great. <laughs> I tell you what, an odd hospital scene. Um, the I think we've mentioned this before, but is it Fast Seven? <laughs> We're state- what, where, like, the, oh, go on. Where Statham yeah. basically destroys a hospital um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, says, yeah, yeah. take care of my brother. It's like, mate, you've just destroyed part of the hospital. And then it blows up in the background. <laughs> yeah. Fucking you know. hell. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's the Exorcist Part 3, isn't it? it it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so the Exorcist Part 3 or Fast and Furious 7, <laughs> those are your answers. <laughs> She was a really good one we're missing, but it's yeah, it's that. Oh god, I'm sure there are. Yeah, but hey, there we are. Um, right, that was episode five or six. Um, very much enjoyed that. Um, next week we're not sure. We might have a we might have a, a skip week. It it fit. It feels like we're just going to skip a week. Yeah. Um, it's very rare our schedules. Um, cause us to have this I think it'll be our first actual full skip week in a long long time um, but what will we be back with the week after because it's not that bad a week um, to skip I don't think is it uh, no I mean it's not the worst week to skip but um, it's vacation so coming out, friends 
Yeah, so coming I mean, yeah, coming out next week, we got Vacation Friends 2, we got the Blackening. Yep. Um which I'm I'm looking forward to actually. I quite quite want to watch that. Um and then the week after we've got the Equalizer Three. So um oh, I, I feel training days replaying in cinemas um next week for one day and I can't go. Mad. And I'm good. Um, I, got, I got literally got a trailer for it before um, Strays. Oh man! And I was watching yeah, it going. I, that'd be good. Going. No, there, there's there, well, I mean, there's a the, the, the 4K disc just came out as well. Yeah. So I might just buy it. It'll be it'll be for that. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. Look, I th- I think we're gonna call it now, given the conversation we had off mic, that we're not gonna make it next week. Um. And that you know that's uh, Mark. To be clear, that's fine. You're 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 on late, dude. You're fucking working. Um, so, and to be honest, the Sunday as well. Like I've got to be up at three in the morning UK time on Sunday for the flight. I, th- there is a chance I'd fall asleep during the recording <laughs> if we did Sunday. So it's it. Yeah. So it it it's a co- it's a combination of these things, and it also means like you know. Yeah, I'm not. It's not an evening of me being squirreled away recording. So you know, uh, which is probably a good thing when we're only away for like five nights. So um, we'll we'll skip next week. We'll be back the week after with Vacation Friends Two, The Blackening, and The Equalizer Three. Yeah, it's oh, a banging show that. <laughs> I think that's going to be a good show to come back with. To be fair, yep, I'm up for that. Well, thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Enjoy um, enjoy the film bastard summer break. Much as I've endured the F1 summer break, <laughs> we will we will see you soon. Uh, go fuck yourself, Jason Reitman and uh, Mark. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I am gonna continue down my. I, I, I've rediscovered my love of physical media, so I'm gonna get some more 4Ks. Oh wow! All right, get trying today. I've got. I'm gonna do. I've, I've now got a 4K cupboard. <laughs> oh, what's in it? Uh, so far, I literally. Our TV unit has got two little cupboards. One has um, like exercise weights in it, and the other one's going to be for my 4Ks. And so far, there is Inferno, uh, Tenet, uh, A Star Is Born, and First Blood, and I'm going to get a couple more. Solid. Yeah. Right. Thank you for listening, guys. We shall speak to you the week after next. Enjoy. Goodbye. Bye.